Hey, it's Barbara Phillips with NPBO, and I wanted to give you a heads up on a webinar that we have coming up Thursday, May 16th, and it will be with a certified healthcare privacy person who has been in charge of a very large healthcare organization and their privacy compliance, HIPAA, and all of that sort of thing. And I think it's very important that all clinicians attend this one because HIPAA affects all of us. And so you can get more information about that at npbusiness.org forward slash privacy matters. And just another quick heads up after that, in June, we'll be talking with someone who has been in charge of the IT compliance to protect the organization. And so this one will be geared toward how do you protect yourself as well as your practice. And I'll be sharing more information about that later. So let's move on with the podcast. This is the NP Business Matters podcast, episode number 50 on creating a fee schedule for your practice. Hello and welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner and the Clinician Business Institute. Since 2007, we've been providing education, resources, and support about the business of being a nurse practitioner. And you can learn more by visiting us at npbusiness.org and cliniciansinstitute.com. Now, today I'm talking about how you create a fee schedule for your practice. Now, I did a blog post about this just less than a month ago or so, and it generated a lot of great questions and a lot of confusion. And so I realized there is a need for further clarification and even some examples. So hopefully doing this as a video And as a podcast, it'll shed some more light on the subject. Over in the show notes, I will definitely link to the recent article that I did on three simple strategies to set your own fee schedule. And we'll also be posting that along with the video, which we'll link to in the show notes over at YouTube. And so you'll be able to find it there. So let's go ahead and get started. Hi everyone, it's Barbara Phillips with Nurse Practitioner Business Owner, and I wanted to make this short video, which will also be in our podcast, that um, talks about fee schedules. So a few weeks ago, I posted, uh, we made a blog about um, setting your fee schedule, and you can find that on npbusiness.org forward slash fee dash schedule. And I'll link to it below the video as well as in the show notes for the podcast. And in that um, a blog article, we talked about making time for market research and, and what all is involved in that so that you can set your fees and to do some research online and how to utilize Medicare to help you. And so the backstory is all in this post about what you need to do. But what happened was we got, I got a lot of emails, there's a lot of questions, and a lot of confusion around setting fee schedules. So 
briefly, when you're setting a fee schedule for your practice, you want to set one fee schedule, regardless of all the different payers. And that fee schedule will have an amount that will cover your lowest payers as well as your highest payers. So it may look like, oh my gosh, this insurance is only paying $50 and I'm charging $250 for the visit. It really doesn't matter because the insurance companies will reimburse you what your contract says, or at least that's what they're supposed to do. And so you have that allowed amount and it really doesn't matter all that much what you bill them. They're only ever going to give you what is allowed. Now, conversely, if that insurance company allows you, say, $125 and you only bill them say $85, they are only going to give you $85. They will never give you the full amount. So if you notice in your fee schedules, when you have billed out, if some insurance company is paying you 100% of what you've billed, you need to go take a look at your fee schedule and make some adjustments, okay? So that's where we are with this. The other question that I get a lot about is with patients who do not have insurances. And you can make your own policy around this, your own fees around this, and I recommend that you do, but you want to be consistent. Patients need to understand and need to be able to budget what they're going to do. What is commonly done with many practices is they will take and give a 20, 30, 40% discount off of their published fee schedule if that person is paying with a cash or a check or a credit card at the time of service. What I always found to be a little bit hard is I didn't know if that person was going to be a 213, a 214, or what they were going to be back in the day when I was doing all of this. And so I just created a flat fee schedule for new patients and returning patients. And that way patients could budget. They knew what they would have to pay when they came in. And if there were any extras, such as procedures or anything like that, they knew that ahead of time and we would have that discussion. So I hope it clarifies that little bit of it. But let me get into showing you how to do a fee schedule. And I'm going to show you how to create it utilizing Medicare. Now, again, a little bit more backstory here. Remember that um, commercial, you should always, first of all, you should always do market research. Always, always, always see what's going on in your community with your type of practice. And especially for those of you that are doing DPC or other types of cash practices, that's going to be essential for you. But taking a look at what else is going on out there is also a good thing to do. So commercial payers do not reimburse you or excuse me, commercial payers do not publish their um, reimbursement schedules. One reason for doing that is it's different for everybody. 
Um, another reason for doing that is, again, it's different for everybody. So me as a nurse practitioner may be getting a different reimbursement rate, a different allowable rate than a nurse practitioner who is down the road from me. And certainly it's going to be different from physicians, different from specialties, those kinds of things. So the insurance companies consider it proprietary and do not want you to share it, uh, that information. And in fact, it's probably in your contract. In fact, I can guarantee you it's probably in your contract about not sharing that information that that it is confidential. So doing so, you can be um, at risk for losing your contracts. And that's not something that anybody wants to do who has contracts, unless you're transitioning, obviously, to a cash-only practice. Medicare, Medicaid, um, uh, workers' comp, those types of government plans Uh, The fee schedules are public information. Anybody has access to them. So that's what you're going to do. So let me just close this. And actually, I want to... Yeah. Let me bring this back into view here. So this is the published fee schedule for um, Washington State Medicare, so it's Noridian, so whoever is your Medicare area uh, contractor or your Medicare administrative contractor, whoever that is for your region, you want to go to that website and pull it down. You'll also want to pay attention to if there are any geographic um, in differences, and there are in most states. So here in Washington, you'll see at the top there, Washington area 99. So there's two different areas in the state of Washington, and it is Seattle King County, and then the rest of Washington. And so it's area 99. It's the same thing here in Missouri. You have St. Louis in Kansas City at two ends of the state. Everything else is Area 99, or the rest of the state. So you'll want to make sure that you're in the correct place. So this is the Washington area um, fee schedule with Noridian that is published for 2022. So this is this is um, pertinent. I'm just going to increase the size so hopefully you can see it a little bit better. So the thing to do here is I'm just going to go to, oops, not that one. Let's do this. I'm going to go to, and you aren't going to probably see this part. I'm just going to search the page 214. So I'm going to look at a 99214, and it'll take us down and take a look. So when you're looking at this, you don't want the fee schedule that's in the hashtag you want the one without. So here's a 99214 without the hashtag, it's 129.54, and with the hashtag is 98.31. The difference is the hashtag tells you in facility um, fee schedule, which if you're in your own office, you are not in a facility. You are not... Um, doing that kind of a practice. So you want to make sure that you're looking at the other fees. So you can go through, pick out your most common codes 
and then post it in a spreadsheet, which I'm going to show you here. The other thing to keep in mind is these are physician allowables. So as a nurse practitioner in all states, except Oregon, if I'm correct, we have to accept 85% of the physician allowable, so a 15% decrease. And that'll tell you what the nurse practitioner allowable is. Okay, so now that we've got, we gather all our numbers and you can create a spreadsheet that will help you calculate your fee schedule. And so you see here, I have new patients, existing patients. These are just office codes. All right. But you may have a house call practice. You have site codes. You may do assisted living or long-term care, or there may be other codes that you're using, such as extended visits or procedures of that sort of thing. So you want to have this spreadsheet um, for yourself that shows how you can create this. And of course, you can just do it with a piece of paper and a pencil as well. So we took the physician fee schedule and it um, I've put in here what the nurse practitioner allowable is. Okay. Now, the other thing to do is many people will say take the allowable amount and multiply it by a factor to get whatever your fee schedule is. And years and years and years ago, when I first did this, the biller I was working with said, take the Medicare allowable, multiply it by 0.85 and get your fee schedule. Today, most people are doing something like um, 150, 200, 250% or even more. And so what I did here is I took the physician allowable, not the nurse practitioner allowable, but the physician allowable, and I multiplied it by 150, by 200, by 250 in order to get those fees. So you need to determine which ones you're going to use. Now, the other thing to consider here is what is it that your contracts are saying? Because again, remember I told you, you want to range, you'll have maybe $52 or $37 from say Medicaid, and you might have something else from Blue Cross, from Aetna, from Cigna, from your workers' comp, whatever it may be. In my case, my lowest payer was always Medicaid. My highest payer, believe it or not, was um, the State of Washington Labor and Industries or workers' comp. And so I had a huge range on those fees about what would be allowed. So my fee schedule made sure that I was charging more than my highest payer. And you can do that by creating another spreadsheet or another page. And this is just in Google Sheets. And you can see here, I've got in these fees. And here's the Medicare allowables. 
I'm also going to plug in, let's see if I can get this to move over smoothly. I'm going to plug in Medicaid and then the different payers. So I may have payers C, D, E, F, and again, it might be um, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Cigna, Aetna, um, maybe a private insurance plan that is being paid for. And I want to see what all of my range is and then come in here and fill out my office fee. Let me come back here. What I'm going to charge so that I have a consistent rate that takes all of these other numbers into uh uh, into consideration. With this too, you may also want to come in and figure out what your fees are going to be for your cash patients. And again, you can do a flat rate or you can take and do say a 20, 30, 40% of whatever your fee is. I do encourage you though, to make sure that that fee is a prompt pay fee for your cash patients and that you're collecting that at the time of service. Because if you're having to bill out, well, then you're adding all this other cost onto those fees. And so you don't want to do that. You want to collect at the time of service. So I hope that that really helps with um, figuring out your fee schedule. And one more thing I'm, I'm just going to say here, I also would take and make another sheet that has all of your insurance payers and your contract start date, your review date, renew date, um, that sort of thing. Uh, you've already got their fees on the other sheet because you want to keep track of when it's time to renew, when it's time to renegotiate, and, and those sorts of things. And you can do that all in the same worksheet. This is just um, in Google Docs so or Google Sheets, whatever it is. So anyway, I hope that helps. And if you have any other questions, you can leave them over at... Um, NP Business, where I will post this video. Um, you can leave it below the video on YouTube as well. And again, I will link to our previous article on um, setting your fee schedule. So again, hope that helps. And I hope I'll see you over at um, npbusiness.org. And by the way, since at the time that I'm recording this, we have an upcoming webinar on uh, a, a remote patient monitoring and how it can help your patients and help you, but it also can help your practice revenue. And if you're not using this yet, then you need to take a look at this because it can significantly impact how you're doing in your practice. And you'll find a link for that as well below the video here, <clears throat> excuse me, and over at our blog at npbusiness.com. Dot org. So um, until next time, uh, have a good week. Bye-bye now. I'm hoping the video has given more clarity about doing a fee schedule, but please, if you have additional questions, you can leave them over at npbusiness.org or under the video on YouTube, and I'll be sure and get to it. Now, one of the things that I know people are going to ask is, where can I get that 
fee sheet, um, that spreadsheet that I showed. And that is available with inside of Clinician Business Institute to the members of NPBO. At the end of the video, I also mentioned that there is an upcoming webinar that I'd like to invite you to, and that webinar is on remote patient monitoring. And if that is something that you are not utilizing in your business, in your practice, then my question to you is, why not? It is something that will help your patients, it will help you, and it will certainly help your practice revenue generation. So make sure that you take a look at that when you're over at npbusiness.org, or you can simply go to npbusiness.org forward slash RPM webinar. So that's a wrap for today. I'm Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the NP Business Matters podcast. Bye-bye now.